It's that day of the week, it's January the 18th, 2019, and welcome to another podcast episode of the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix. Hi there, Rappo, how's it going? Yeah, fine, thanks, Dave. Those weeks go fast, mate, don't they, when you when you get older, don't they? Yeah, all right, all right, you don't have to have a dig at me at this early on in the programme, blimey. <laughs> Crikey Moses. Anyway, we've got lots to cover off this week. We've got interviews with Alan Yendel, part of the Cornwall County Youth Coaching Setup. Uh, uh, that's ahead of their game against Wiltshire. As usual, we talk Truro City this week with Cam and uh, and also a usual contributor, Phil Hiscock, springs us up to date with the Southwest Peninsula League scene. In between, we've got our Better of the Week and, and Rappo, of course. You're close up on the LWC Drinks Combination League. There's our predictions as well as more interviews from well-known characters of the peninsula scene. Gary Williams at Tor Point, Darren Gilbert at Bodmin, Alan Carey, who of course was a former manager at Bodmin and now down at Port Levin. So loads to talk about, Rappo. Yes, mate, yes. Yeah. Some, um, some good interviews there, Dave. Look forward to hearing them again. Let's start. There's one I didn't mention in that list. Uh, Let's start today with Justin Mayle from the Paranporth Football Club and Joshua James, who's better known as JJ, who's from the Paranporth Cricket Club. They're working towards a charity football match to be held on Sunday the 27th of January at the Paranporth Football Club. Here they are, starting with Justin, telling us a little more about the great cause they're doing. Yeah, um, it's for Peter Batchelor. He was president of the football club and president of the cricket club. Um, he also owned the Pondsmere Hotel in Perrinporth. Oh, right, yeah. He, he employed a lot of people in Perrinporth, and uh, sadly in November he passed away due to prostate cancer. Yeah. So what myself and JJ have decided to do is arrange a football match between the football and cricket club to raise some money for prostate cancer, and then in the summer we'll do the return fixture where the football lads will play against the cricket lads at cricket. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Where are you going to have a return? Because it's only fair, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And then, and the cricket James... lads do have some footballers in there as well. Oh, right. So, uh, and JJ, I mean, how many how many of your cricket club, you know, do play on a regular basis football? Regular basis, probably four or five. All oh, right, so... Um... Yeah, good. And obviously, Peter, uh, I, I guess, must be sorely missed. Uh, he, he did a lot for both clubs. Yeah, he was a massive help at the cricket club, especially. He was the groundsman, so he was there five, six, seven t- uh, days a week, uh, especially in the summer, there all the time. So yeah. he helped us massively. Yeah. yeah, and he was um Peter always also he's played cricket for the cricket club for years and years, um but also back in the day when he was younger he used to play football for Perrinport Football Club. Right, he was one of the uh, no nuisance defenders. <laughs> Wasn't afraid for a big challenge. <laughs> no, I like that no nuisance defender. That's a, that's a good phrase. So it's it's all happening on Sunday the twenty seventh of January at the Perrinport Football Club. Two o'clock kick off. Um, yeah. Obviously, you want as many people as possible to to turn up and, and help towards the, the prostate cancer proceeds funds. Yes. Um, on the day, we're not going to do an admission price for the game. What we're going to do, people are going to be going around with a collection bucket for prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So it'll just be any donations are welcome. Um, also, after the game, we have got um, a lot of prizes for the raffle and we've got auction prizes as well. Right. But we have got some really good prizes for the auction. Right, good stuff. And I know that originally I got wind of this because you were looking out for a referee. That has now been filled. Who, who's doing the job for you? 
Um, it's somebody within the Parenthood Football Club. Oh, right. Well, he's so, going to be biased. No, he's, he's not going to be biased. He's a good lad. <laughs> <like that. laughs> well, JJ, I'd like... look out for that if I was you. Yeah, I, I'm a bit wary. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Luke Kelland. He's the reserve team manager. Right, OK. Well, so uh, Luke's a referee. What sort of side are you going to have out on the football side of things? Well, we um, on the football side of things, it's going to be a lot of players that were played uh, about 10, 15 years ago for the club when right. we won the Falmouth Halston One League. Oh, right, yeah. So it'll be um, a lot of the players from back then. There's also going to be Kerry Penner, who now I think is in his 60s. He's also going to have a run out. He played football with Pete Batchelor all those years ago. Right. Um, yeah, so we're ranging from... We've got a couple of young lads that's played cricket with Peter as well. So we're ranging from 21 up to 60. Right. Uh, and JJ, what cricketers should we be looking out for that have got a good football touch? Oh, we've got we've got a couple that are right. We've got Josh Sharp that used to play for us. Uh, he's a good centre back. He plays for Penryn. Right. But Russell Milson, he's uh, he gets goals. So we've got we've got. A he few plays good rugby players. as well, doesn't he? I think he used to. I don't think he does anymore. No. He played for Godolphin football, Rusty. Yeah, yeah, big guy. Yeah, he is. He is. He'd be handy up top, so he'll be good. <laughs> OK, well, well, thanks for telling us what's going on. Just to recap, when is it and what time? Uh, 27th of January. Uh, this, this is Sunday. Two o'clock at the uh, Parenthood Football Club. Great stuff. We wish you all the best and uh, and raise loads of money. Thanks, Thank you Dave. you very much. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. <laughs> And one thing to mention uh, after that interview, the game is being sponsored by Tyrone Hale in of Paramporth. And so, uh, great, uh, well, let's hope for a great afternoon for them all there at Paramporth. Uh, a great gesture, isn't it, Rappo? Yeah, brilliant, Dave. You know, Pete, Peter was a big character in the, in the area, mate, only with his cricket and football connections for sort of many years. And, and it's, yeah, it's something close to my heart, really, Dave. You know, lost my dad with it prostate cancer 10 years ago so it's pretty yeah statistics for it mate it's pretty alarming so it's nice to see i don't know if you know this mate all the managers wear wear them badges yeah 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 i mean it's it's been you know since my dad like i mean it's it's really been pushed out there like they for for blokes just to go for a checkup you know when you get to a certain age and that mate you know well any age really Dave I mean Mm. it's really been pushed into the forefront over the last few years and you know I think it's yeah I think it's really nice uh, you know great gesture from from, uh, Justin and JJ as well nice to remember although obviously his friends and family never forget but it's nice to remember such a great character with with a game every year mate and raising money for a great charity yeah let's hope uh I know that originally that they I sort of came across it because they were looking for a referee. I know that they've got a referee now, as they've said, um, uh, with Luke Kellen doing it. So uh, let's hope it's a great afternoon and um, yeah. lots of money raised. So hey Dave, they won't be arguing with Luke, mate. <laughs> he's uh, he's a big he's a big um, unit, mate. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah, nice. I know if he was rapping me, mate, I wouldn't argue. It's <laughs> forward as well, would not he? I was going to say I I, I recognise the name when they said it, but um... yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Played quite a few clubs, Luke, mate. Um, you know, sort of round. Um, I think Chase Water, maybe, mate. He might have had his sort of most successful. I think he had forty or fifty one season. Yeah. Big uh, big target man, mate. Okay. Good luck. Right, so this week, as usual, we we hear from the co-founders of the Twitter account TCFC Updates. 
They're nothing, I know I say this every week, but I just want to make it clear that they are nothing official at all to do with Truro City Football Club, but they do provide great match information and, and such like all throughout the week, not just on a match day. However, it's just calm this week as Josh hasn't been feeling too good and obviously first up had to be a mention about the Stockport match. It wasn't the best of build-ups with a number of players absent. Yeah, it was a, obviously it's going to be a difficult occasion for all the players, well, for the squad in general. I think it was 10 players that were either cup-tied or injured, so um, going into the game wasn't looking that uh, positive with the amount of a 16-year-old in goal with Will Buse. Yes, he played the last couple of rounds, but the pressure was going to be always going to be on him, and a defence with that had hardly played in the midfield that hadn't really played with each other either, it was going to be an uphill, ta- uphill task. Yeah, and when I saw the scores coming through, I, I really feared for True at one stage where it was 4 0 so early on. But um, how would you compare Stockport in the National League North with what you've seen in Sister Division National League South? Um, well, Stockport are a very, very good side, and they didn't really have to go into second gear against us, which I think that just shows that the vast difference between the North and the South. Like, they would walk the National South in my opinion like they're obviously the best team in our league Torquay Woking and Stockport they'd embarrass both of those to be honest like in watching Torquay twice this season already I haven't been I wasn't that impressed with them for a full time team and Stockport aren't even full time and I still reckon Stockport would come out 2-3-0 winners in that one mm, right. and so now obviously building up for the next uh, game home on Saturday first home league Saturday game at uh, Tree Road Western Supermare, they're bottom. First of all, any news on it and um, any player situations? Um, no, not really. Obviously, no, not really. So, um, <laughs> obviously, to have the main squad back, really, obviously, uh, the majority of them Rivers, the cup type one, River, Harvey Rivers in goal, Nick Grimes at centre back, and Nick Hurst will, will all be back in. I'm, I presume so, anyway. Um, I think Cop's still out injured with his back. Pittman's going to be out for months now. I think I think that was confirmed for nine months, he said, mm. which awful injury yeah. for him. Which is whether he'll play in a true shirt again, you don't know. Depends on what happens with his loan. But um, And Tom Richards obviously left the other day. He's gone back to Bristol City. So, realistically, it's just a squad now where I'm guessing River Allen should be back from his illness. Whether that, I don't know. But um, it should be a stronger squad than what travelled to Stockport the other day. And it is a big game because Western are bottom and True win this one uh, could be a, a big climb away from the relegation zone. Yeah, it's a, probably the biggest game of our season so far. It's huge. Um, as you said, Western are bottom and they're not... I feel sorry for Western in some aspects. I know they, we beat them 4 in the trophy, but they're not that bad a side. And they've been unlucky in games. Like they went to Billericay and lost 4-2. And they were, if you ask a Billericay fan, they're the better team, Western. And I feel they've been... They tried. They play football. It was like if you if you've ever been to Western and watched them, Western try to keep the ball on the ground. They try and play football, and obviously this season hasn't really worked for them. But yeah, it's a huge for us. It's a huge game, and we just got to bounce back quickly from what was a pretty well abject. We were just outperformed on Saturday at Stockport, so you just got to bounce back and hopefully get three points. And as you said, that should be well touch wood. That should be a survival done and dusted really but you can, it's football isn't it you can't really it's one of those <laughs> scenarios you don't know what could happen I have to say going back to the Stockport game I was a little bit disappointed that Michael Meeker didn't come on 
<laughs> yeah, so were we. We were gutted. <laughs> we were screaming for Mika and, um, and Paul Bignut because obviously we've hardly we've hardly seen him play at all. Uh, so we both wanted those two to come on. The only sub he did make was Rooney. So, <laughs> mm. which good to see Louis Rooney back, obviously from injury. But yeah, we all wanted Mika. <laughs> what is he? Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Yeah, I, was, I watched him a few times for Taunton in the Somerset Cup uh, about two, three years ago, and um, he only lasted forty-five then. So. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> how he'd fare now I don't know but yeah we were disappointed not to see him <laughs> I bet he was disappointed as well not to come on but um, of course it is as we've already said it's Truro's first Saturday league game at uh, back at Chew Road dare I ask what sort of attendance are we sort of anticipating um well, with the weather, the, with the weather saying was it? They're announcing snow. They're talking about snow and rain. On, to be honest, I haven't got a clue. Um, I don't want what, to say. Uh, put it this way: then. Yeah. What's going to be a good attendance? You know, is, is say two hundred and fifty going to be good in your uh, expectations? Well, no, not really. Obviously, Truro, the size of the club it is, and the level it's playing out of 200s rubbish. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, but, but compared to everything that's compa- gone on, oh, compared this to everything that's gone on, yeah, I. I'd still want to aim for more. Obviously, Saturday, if they got, was it 255 on a Tuesday, I'd expect 300 on a Saturday. Mm. So, obviously, it all depends what happens, obviously, weather permitting. But um, it's, yeah, I'm hoping for at least 300. And I know you hate this. You, you hate this bit of the interview every week when I ask you for your, <laughs> your prediction. Now, your predictions, if you don't mind me saying, Cameron, are almost as bad as mine and Rappos <laughs> when, we, when we do the other matches. So give us your prediction for this week. Well, I'm always optimistic and I'm always positive, and that, that backfired last week. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's Western Sea from there. Obviously, we outplayed them in the trophy. 3-1. I'll just come out and say it. 3-1. To who? Truro. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. So, Rappo, relegation fears going to be put to bed, are they, with a win against Weston, do you reckon? Yeah, definitely, mate. I think so, Dave. You know, back at Tree Road, I think it's a good game, mate, to sort of, is a is a good bounce-back game, isn't it? You know, after mm. getting sort of, I mean, obviously Stockport, where he, mate, was, like you said last week, mate, I mean, we, we remember them as a, a, a big old football league club, you know, for years, yeah. don't we? And, you know, some good, some good teams in that North League, mate, you know, like York City and, Chester and that, you know, but um, yeah, it's going to be a tall order anyway. And with, with all the players City had out, mate, it was, you know, one of them, wasn't it, mate? So, but, yeah, I think they'll both. Sorry, I, I was going to say, I was a bit concerned when I kept seeing the scoreline being increased on my phone uh, during Saturday afternoon so early on in the match. I thought, oh, goodness, it's going to be a double figure yeah. job. But, uh... Yeah, I thought the same thing, mate. I thought, oh, no, it's not like double figures or something <laughs> like that, but yeah. something stupid, but. But yeah, good game to bounce back with me, innit? I think Western at home. Yeah. Righty ho, it's that time of the week. It's our it's our bet of the week slot wrap over. And remember, everyone out there only bet if you can afford it. So how did we get on last week? Yeah, I tell you what, Dave. If ever if ever it was a mugs game, mate, it was last week. You had Portsmouth, mate, like top of League One, and they—they, uh, I think they drew nil-nil, mate, at home to Blackpool, who were been struggling really. And then you had Mansfield, mate, who were pretty much flying in the playoff positions, mate. Yeovil just above the relegation, and, and Yeovil won one-nil. So what you're you saying know, yeah. is that we lost five pounds. Yeah, we did, mate. Yeah, <laughs> the other two we got right, but yeah, it doesn't matter, does it, mate? When you 
I've gone for a little 14 accumulator and it's the usual five a day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's for 29.50, so it's a nice little return, mate. But um, I've gone for Man United at home to Brighton. That's one to four. Yeah, yeah. I think United are flying, aren't they, at the moment? Mm-hmm. Um, Salford, mate, the class of 92, you know, they've yeah. stuck a few million into that club, haven't they? They're, they're four to seven at home to Gateshead. He's just lost their manager, Steve Watson. Do you remember? He played for Newcastle, mate. Yeah, the Steve name Watson. rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that gone. wise if they've just lost a manager? You know, are they going to be up for it? Yeah, well, yeah. There's two ways of looking at it, Dave. Isn't it? I think if they had another manager sort of coming in and they they want to impress him, I think I wouldn't have gone for it. But I think they got like a just the coaches took over for a couple of games. You know, oh, his caretaker. Right. So I think Salford might be. Too strong, mate, yeah. you know, for them. But um, And then, the, thank God, mate, the European games are back there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better at European football, mate, than I am at British. But um, so I always like to chuck in the European. I've gone for a couple of tight ones, really, mate. Um, Roma are 8-13 to 13 at home to Torino. Mm-hmm. Um, that won't be a given, mate. But I think Roma at home, they're pretty, pretty strong at home. Torino, only a couple of places below them in the league, but they don't travel too well. And Real Madrid, mate, who've, who've had a real up and down season, mate. They're own to Seville. That's actually fourth, three, third. Ooh. But I just think, you know, surely at home. Well, with Bale, I, you know. yeah, well I was going to say, what's happening with Gareth Bale? Every time I look at the team, he doesn't seem to be in it. No, I know, mate. It's, it's weird, though, because they. they <laughs> I know, it's. Um, I don't know, mate. I mean, Solari took over, mate. He's, you know, Real Madrid legend and that. And. A bit like Solskjaer, mate, United, you know, he's come in sort of popular demand and all that and and, and he seems to be like changing the chip. I don't think he knows his best side, Dave, and I think he's trying to like rest players and they've had a cup game this week, they lost one nil. Mm. I mean it's a two leg one, so but I mean he's changed the team this week and but you say Bale seems to be on the bench as much as he's playing, but mm. and like you know, the, the, the you know, like Benzema, mate, it's it's go you know, the only one that seems to play every week is Ramos, you know, at the back. Yeah. I don't think he knows. And obviously Courtois went there in goal, mate, didn't he, from Chelsea. Yeah. And he's had a bit of a dodgy season. So, mm. But I just think they got a kickstart their season soon, mate. So they were 8-11 to 11 as well to beat Seville. So right. nearly even. So I've, I've chucked that one in as well, mate, to a fiver for, well, virtually 30 quid, mate. OK, so fiver on Man United, Salford, Roma and Real Madrid. So uh, okay. we'll keep yeah. an eye on those games, Rapper. We hopefully will be so, back on a winning run. Well, I hope so, Dave. <laughs> OK, well, hopefully Saturday we'll uh, see the County under-18s in action. They take on Wilt shirts and all sorts of two o'clock kick-off. And <laughs> so this gave the Rapper and Deeks podcast the chance to hear from one of our coaching team, Alan Yendel. Now, Jens is in fact involved at a lot more than just county level and our chat with him gives a good insight into the rewards on the coaching side of the game. But first of all, with regard to Saturday, these <laughs> games don't come around too often. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a while. I think the, um, obviously we had the game against Devon um, that was postponed just before Christmas. So um, it would have been nice to have got together with the, 
with everyone and um you know the squad was in place and i think all the arrangements had been made to, to go up to coach road but you know the weather the weather was the only winner that day unfortunately so yeah we haven't seen them for, for a while really so it'd be nice to um to get together back with them and, and catch up and, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to have a good game against um against wiltshire so yeah, it'll be good yeah, that, that's the nature of the beast somewhat, isn't it? The, with less and less counties um, seemingly involved at this level, your, the matches don't come around very often, do they? Yeah, no, it, 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 I think that's always the same with any kind of representative football, isn't it? It's, um, you know, it, it's, it's trying to get as many fixes as you can to, to, to keep everyone going and, and to gather that momentum because obviously, you know, you're not working with the guys... Um, as much as maybe what you'd like, just because you know they're playing for clubs and particularly at youth level, they're you know involved with um, kind of schools and colleges programs. So you know I don't think you're never going to be able to get in a position where you can kind of work with them weekly or even you know monthly to a point. So um, you know it does present its challenges, but it's it's just you know um, kind of getting them together and, and then, you know, um, if you kind of create the right environment for them and, and they tend to go off and, and you know, perform. And, and it, you know, it's, it's kind of a, although those challenges are there, I, I do like enjoy enjoy it in a way because, um, you know, it's um, you're working with really good lads and, and with really good attitude. So, so it's not difficult. It's just, like you say, you, sometimes you... Uh, you just need a couple of postponements, or you know, uh, you go quite a while without without any game time with them. So, um, but you just you just manage it, and, and then you know, um, hoops and, and and us over the years, we've tried to where possible fit additional things in, but but also it's just managing. We know how busy these kids are, so it's managing them as well along the way. So so yeah, but you know, I'm sure. Um, they, you know they're looking forward to it as much as us on Saturday. So I just hope we can put in a a really good positive performance. And because you know I think we've got a good chance in the league, and it'd be nice to kind of uh, kind of progress and push through with that. Really. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because for anyone who who doesn't quite know the setup of the Southwest Counties Championship, I mean. Uh, uh, it's a competition played on a group basis, and although we we lost at Gloucestershire, a win actually will certainly keep our hopes alive, won't it? Yeah, you know, you know, it's. Um, I think it, last year it was two groups, wasn't it? And yeah. then you would qualify. And I like to say, you know, um, with, with, with a couple of counties withdrawing from that, we, it's gone into kind of a one group. So, um, you know, the, the all county youth teams are good. You know, very good players. Um, you know, so it's what I think also nice this year. We're playing a couple of counties that maybe we haven't faced um, over the last few years. So Wiltshire um, will be great, and so it's always nice to, to to play those. So yeah, but you know, I think everyone you know could be everyone, and you know, like with any kind of representative football, it, you know, it does depend on the personnel you have available from game to game with injuries, and you know. Um, other commitments and things so um you know i'm confident that we we can like you say if you know we can get a a, a successful outcome on saturday it sets us up uh, you know for the next couple of games um and you know just need a bit of a break and a bit of a run and, and you can you know it's certainly still wide open which which is good really 
Yeah, and uh, as far as you know, uh, from the original 17-man squad that was listed, uh, is is everyone fit and raring to go? Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Um, so um, that, that's that's always positive. You know, I think kind of um, you try to get through Wednesdays usually the, the day <laughs> that most of them play college or schools or you know Tuesday or Wednesday club football. So I think. You tend to try to, you know, once you don't hear anything by Thursday, I think, um, I think you feel, you know, we're safe and, and everyone's healthy and, and kind of, you know, then they turn their attention to Saturday and they're, you know, they're raring to go. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll hear in the next 24 hours if there is any problems. But, but you know, the, the lads are, are really good at kind of looking after themselves and um, managing themselves, and you know, they really want to play for the the youth which, which is great really because then you know that they they prepare properly and, and they turn up ready ready to go so um yeah so fingers crossed touch wood no yeah. one's kind of picked anything up okay and um, how many seasons alan have you been involved in coaching youngsters um, so well, i've kind of my whole coaching career so I, I kind of got involved i think by accident really um i went to help my uncle out at the time God, when I was about 16, so I turned 40 on January or the last weekend. So that, that's, you know, you yeah. can do the maths. It's quite yeah. a few years. <laughs> um, and I just popped along. If you remember John Riley, um, yeah. he used to, to head up all the coach education programs. And, and my uncle was doing his B license down at Bodmin, and they were desperate, you know, bless these middle-aged men who enjoyed their coaching, but I think their legs were gone a little bit because at the time they were both the participants and the coaches. So I think they were they were struggling a little bit. So I think John had said to them, look, if you've got anyone that's keen to run around for a day, um, bring them down. So, you know, any excuse when I was 16 to go and run around. And uh, John approached me after and said, have you ever thought about coaching? And, and in those days, I think it, you, you probably know it, it was called the coaching certificate. Yeah. Um, so I got I signed myself up for it. Didn't have a clue what it was about, and you know, I, at the time I was was at college doing a sports qualification, and thought well, it would go well with that. And I just really enjoyed it. And I just from that point onwards got involved with the local under ten team, um, and just really from that, just it just went on and on. And uh, every opportunity I've tried um, adult football with, with hoops at Newquay, which was great. Um, but but I, I get more joy and I enjoy, really enjoy um, you know working with youth players. So so yeah, that's kind of the age group that I think I've, I've spent the most time working with. Um, and I suppose from a being a school teacher, you kind of enjoy seeing them progress and help them, and you know, and it's nice just to seeing them bumping into them a few years later and then. You know that you, you played a small part in helping them along that way, so you know it's quite a rewarding thing, really. So, mm. um, so yeah, so lots of opportunities have come come from working with the youth. And I know that you've been involved uh, in the selection process for sort of regional youth meetups. Some you do you still do that? Yeah, I've kind of got involved a few years ago with um, the East Cornwall set up so we have two districts in Cornwall um, the east um, and then the west so the districts like from under 13s up to under 15 so again it is predominantly because it's a schools based system if you're in teaching you you know you get asked and, and PE teachers tend to get approached to get involved so I got involved in that 
Um, that then led to, to me uh, when we had the number 16 schoolboys and then Glyn and I got involved in that and, and done it for a couple of years. Unfortunately, you know, the pressures of on year, the kind of that age group, you know, being in their last year at secondary school mm. and probably more of a focus on them having to get, you know, focus on their exams, that kind of disappeared. Um, and which was a shame, really, because, you know, that was a really nice kind of age group to, to be involved with. But but that kind of opened up a little bit of a door um, to get involved with um, so the England uh, Schools FA run an international programme for under 15 girls um, and under 18 boys. Mm. Um, and I just got invited along as a to really just to, up to Bristol to... to as a body just to oversee, you know, one of the teams in the trial process. So I got involved with that about six years ago um, and I've been involved ever since, which has led um, to kind of now kind of overseeing the Southwest um, kind of squad and then help with the selection process. Um, and what's been great is that we've managed to get a few of our, you know, uh, lads from Cornwall up to that, through that process. Mm. So. Over the last few years, we've had, we've had a few that have managed to get to the last 32. Um, we've had a few that have kind of spent the weekend up at Lillishaw in the final kind of trial process. Um, but obviously this year we've gone one better. And, you know, we've actually, um, with that, we, we, you know, it, it was kind of an absolute honour to, to kind of lead the, the group up at Stafford um, just before kind of Christmas. Um, but having our own... Josh Story um, and Kai Cornish, who were in that final squad, um, and performed really well. And, and you know, it was great news to hear that Josh, uh, that you know, had been selected. Um, you know, I was in afterwards with, with the management team, and you know, we certainly put our case forward that you know he was good enough. So I'm, I'm delighted for him because you know he, he's he deserves it. But I'm also delighted for kind of Cornwall really because. I think um, I, I kind of played a big part a few years ago bringing the international down to Truro against Wales. Yeah. Um, so that was one big tick. But my second big tick has always been, you know, could I help and would I ever be part of a, something that we would get an international player? Um, so that's kind of another big tick, um, which I'm absolutely delighted in. And I think it's... Um, it makes a big statement for young players in Cornwall because it's it's like a it's breaking a bit of a barrier really you know and there's some really good good players in Cornwall and you know and if they've got the belief and you know they work hard and then they you know look after themselves and do things the right way you know if Josh has kind of paved the way for others to follow I hope and hopefully we will start to see a few more from Cornwall kind of representing them um, you know at the international stage so, so yeah it'll be um and we're hoping to get along to, to have a look at to what to support Josh. I know they've got a game against Wales at Slough mm. um, coming up, so you know it'd be great if we can uh, get a few for Cornish people up there that evening to, to support Josh, but also you know watch some international football. So so yeah, so it's been again that that comes back to me when I was 16, you know, taking that first step and, and you know, opportunities and, and just, just you know, just um, it's an absolute honour and pleasure to, to just to, you know, stand on the sidelines and watch these players play, really, because um, like we've seen through the county youth over the last few years, you know, there's some really good players out there um, and it's just nice to watch them play, really. Your Cornish, Cornish Soccer, Soccer Podcast. Podcast. 
So great to hear there, Rappu. Success uh, we're getting at youth level, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant, mate. Yeah, it's um, it's a nice story, mate, isn't it? If you pour in the pun. I was going to say that. Was it? Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, no. Um, fantastic, mate. Fantastic achievement, mate. And it's uh, you know, and and like you say, you know, obviously we love any Cornish footballers or anything to do with Cornish football doing well. So. You know, that's a real real accolade day, isn't it? Mm. I, I don't know whether you've seen Josh Story play, but he's one of those that always looks as if he's got a load of time. You know, he's, he never seems to be rushed and, and flustered. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he gets on, you know, in the England setup there. And, and wow, what an achievement playing for your country. Can't be better, can yeah. it? Yeah. Nah, sign of a good player day, isn't it? Yeah. Someone that owes. Remember, remember Dave Street, mate? You know, we talked about Street, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. He was one of them, wasn't he? Even he, if he played at the back or midfield, he seemed to have time on the ball, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. OK, so before we hear from our regular contributor, uh, South West Peninsula League Secretary Phil Hiscox, what about uh, bringing us up to date with the Cornwall Combination League wrapper? Yeah, we'll do, Dave. It was, um, it was an eventful week, really, mate. Um, it Loads was, uh, of goals. Well, it was, yeah, yeah, I know, mate. Crazy, crazy, really. It was, um, it was possibly a first in combo league history, actually, Dave. On on Saturday, when three home teams all scored nine goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Cold Rose thrash bottom of the league, Carrick nine nil, with uh, striker Ricky Shevlock, mate. He was the main beneficiary with a double hat trick in that game. Uh, it was confirmed after the game, mate, that Carrick uh, manager Brian Fisher decided to. Step down, mate, and resign, which mm. is a shame. Um, Logan, mate, uh, somewhat surprisingly, really, mate, beat Redruth United 9 0 on a bit of a local derby because United have picked up a bit recently with some good results, but they were certainly put to the sword at Oxland Park, mate. Anton Oliver, D notch four in that game. Penryn, mate, they also ran up a 9 1 victory over Lizard Argyle at Kernick Road. Uh, Connor Powell and Captain Jake Shaw. Both scoring at tricks with Ryan Reeve getting a brace, mate. He's he's up in the golden uh, boot shorts, mate. Pretty high up. And then we come to the league leaders, Alston, mate. They had a really impressive six-nil win at Jurassic Park, mate. At Ale, um, probably mm. a yeah, lovely surface down there with with um, you know Ian doing a great job with the pitch there, mate. Um, but yeah, it probably suited them, mate. Um, Charlie Young, mate. Uh, I've seen him mention Charlie every no, week. we've not mentioned him again. I know, mate. I know. Yeah, he's, I mean, he scored his third hat trick in five games, though. You know, he's absolutely flying. To be honest, mate, I think if there is a player of the season in the combo, you, if you stop the combo league now, mate, I think it probably would be Charlie, mate. One of the way, mm. I mean, it's a big uh, reason, one of the reasons why Alston are top of the league, mate. But um, yeah, I mean, he's on fire, mate. He scored another hat trick. So that's his third hat trick in five games. 6 0 win. I think I mentioned that, did I? The Saints went marching in, Dave, with, with Aggie beating Pendine 1-0. And St. Day beat Mullion 4-0. Gavin Boone had a... He was another at-trick hero, mate, at the road. Champions, Perrin-Porth, mate, they were made to fight hard. Pondsmere Valley by Plucky Wendron. Um, there was a brace apiece from Justin Searle and Jacob Springo in there. 4-2 win. But the result of the day, Dave, has got to be, without doubt, it's got to be at Bickland Park, where fifth place St. Ives beat... Second place, former 4 0, mate. 
Um, you, you like Sinives, don't you? I think you're a secret Sinives supporter. You seem to mention yeah, them quite a bit. Yeah, it seems to come across that way, mate. <laughs> I mean, I speak to Richard. Do you Richard fancy having a holiday or... home down there or something, do you, or what? Yeah. <laughs> the missus likes it down there, <laughs> but so weird. <laughs> she, 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 we owe the old credit card takes a bit of a hammer and everything. There's too many jewellery shops down there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you say, mate, it seems to be mentioning them every week, but, I mean, that, you know, they, they deserve it at the moment. In football, they're playing. I think, you know, Josh Megan's another one, mate, up there for sort of player of the year. He, every every time I speak to, you know, Richard Murphy on a Saturday, I mean, you know, he's fantastic. Gives me a great report from St. Ives and, you know, and... I think Luke Water mentioned to me as well. He said, you know, watch out for this player. He's so he's up there with Charlie, mate. I think, but but yeah, it's a bad day for me, old mate, mate. Um, Steve Allen, Fraggles, mate. Uh, it was he saw his oldest son, Reese, mate. Reese Allen, mate. He had a penalty saved at nil nil by Saints keeper Tom Pilbeam. Then his youngest son, Joel, yeah. who we know really well, mate. Don't we from yeah. the county youth yeah. success and all, mate? A couple of years ago. He got sent off oh, for no. a last man challenge. Oh dear! So that was all in the first half. So oh no! But um, yeah, but I, I'm sure Frags. I don't want to mention this day, but I'm sure Frags cheered up on Sunday, mate, when United beat Spurs one 0 mate. Yeah, well, well, I conveniently skated over that. So, <laughs> so move on. Who who else are you going to talk about in the comment? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mate. Lucky we got the best keeper in the world, mate. That's what I can uh, say. But um, I think we'd have battered ourselves. But yeah, it's a nice striker, mate. Max Davis, he, he scored at trick in this superb victory, you know, and, and with it, he went to the top of the Golden Boot standings on 26 league and cup goals. So, so I've got to say, then, the player of the week probably goes to Max, mate. And team of the week has got to be St. Ives again, mate. Mm. Twice in four weeks, I think. But there's uh, some result at Farmer, mate. And just a final mention, if I made though, to prepare him well, mate. Um, it's a game you was at, mate, wasn't it? Mm. Um, they, uh, you know, for not rolling over really against uh, the mighty Sunstall, and they make the Saints, you know, work hard for their spot in the Senior Cup quarterfinals. So, good yeah. crowd as well, mate. Was it right, roughly 180? Was yeah, it that's right. Yeah, 180. And uh, it, it was a shame they they went in one nil down at half time, and all the neutrals, including myself, would have wanted uh, Paranwell to get. The, the equalising goal playing down the slope towards the clubhouse as well yeah, but uh, unfortunately it went the wrong uh, went the other way and uh, well Slates I, he was diving for Britain I think the way he went down in the uh, on the edge of the box for the for the first penalty that uh, really you know decided the game and, that, and then a minute later they got another penalty so uh, Chris Rusky scoring both so uh, yeah Paramount put up a good show and uh, I, I'm sorry, but I didn't find out how old Phil Reese is. <laughs> no, it's still a mystery, isn't still it? Still a mystery, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that before the end of the season. I might give him a ring myself, mate. I've got Reese's number or something, mate. But, um, but yeah, finally, Dave, I remembered this week, mate. <laughs> Even though I'm on a set of 12 nights, mate, uh, feeling sorry for myself. The games to watch this week, mate, there's a few, actually, Dave. There's, there's probably three that could be potential crackers mate and I think probably a big one's Penryn v Elston mm. at Kernick Road that'll be that'll be a really good game I think um, and the, another two games Sinise v Perrinwell I think that'll be close and St Davy Hale if they can 
get some of the players back, mate. So and down at the bottom, mate, there's also Redruth United at Corfe Eleven. Redruth United at home to Corfe Eleven at Dwyer Cross. So mm. they both need the points at, at the other end of the table. So that's right. But uh, yeah, any one or all of them games could be crackers, mate. Yep. Just to mention there about um, Kaharik, and uh, I spoke to Richard Chown on Sunday, the chairman of Kaharik, and um, uh, got an interview with him, which I'm putting in my Cornish Soccer magazine, which is only about three weeks late coming out. Apologies to everyone that uh, subscribes to that. It is on its way, but uh, and then we'll be back to normal sort of timing. I blame Christmas and New Year and all that, personally. So um, that's coming out soon. Um, any more on the combo scene or not, Rapper? No, I think that's pretty much covered, Dave. Yeah, I think that's it for this week, mate. OK, well, let's hear now then from Phil Hiscock, Secretary of the South West Peninsula League. Phil certainly stirred up some debate with the league's Twitter team of the week being Ludgeven. They lost 20 goals to one at Liscard. you ever been in that sort of game, Rappo, on the on the losing side? No, lucky touch would, Dave. I, uh, no, not on the losing side. I've had a few big, big... Well, I remember the old... <laughs> we played... Um, I was playing for, I think it was Orkins Orange, mate, at, at Provost <laughs> of Sunday League, and we, we beat Cold Grove's old boys 18 0, mate. I, I remember I had 13 in that game because that was me <laughs> most goals in a game. Oh, so, uh, Hawkins yeah. Arms versus Kodro's old boys. Kodro's old boys. Got a certain yeah. ring around Eight it, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Ludgeman <laughs> went better than that. They lost 20 goals to one at Liscard. And uh, yeah. as I said, they got a huge following on the vote to finish clear winners of the weekly poll. Yes, I mean, it is quite extraordinary, <laughs> really. They. This week's poll, 1,208 votes, which is more than any poll we've run all season, and obviously divided opinion. There were some very strong opinions that they shouldn't have been nominated, that they shouldn't have won, that it's rewarding failure. And on the other hand, some very, very strong opinions that uh, it, it was great to, to reward them for their persistence and effort, and that there are, you know, a, a, uh, their honour in turning up and playing the fixtures and I think Liscard were very wholesome with their praise that they, they didn't sort of kick lumps out of them that they, they behave themselves and uh, yeah very odd but uh, <laughs> very interesting yeah that's right and um, as far as records go it's not a record for the South West Peninsula League as a whole, is it? It's just the division. No, there was, there was a game a few years ago when Liverton were in a similar situation to to Ludgeon of, of having a sort of mass exodus, and they managed to lose 23 0 to Stoke Gabriel mm. in a Division 1 East fixture. Right. So, But it's certainly a Division 1 West record, and obviously a record for this season. Yeah. Okay, another, uh, another subject I saw pop up yesterday, which has gone a bit quiet uh, over the last sort of 12 months or so Sinbins and uh, I know this yes. isn't going to affect you next season but um, but this season it will be or, or sorry Step 7 clubs it will be by the looks of yes. things yes I mean, interesting enough I, I, my FA committee work I, I've been well aware that the Sinbins would be coming in this season uh, the big argument and, and I think that's the reason why they've waited till sort of like now in January to, to announce exactly what's happening is, is at what level it would have been there was talk of it being at um, steps 5 and 6 as well as <coughs> step 7 and below um, but that's now the, the 5 and 6 element has certainly been delayed at least for a season um, and I'd just say that at the moment as a at least received. Mm. I think the idea is that they'll see how it gets on with step seven and then review that. Um, 
of course, you could argue it's a bit of good time on my part in, in as much as uh, the Peninsula League being only step six next season won't in itself have to be bothered with it. But you're absolutely right. You, um, the new Cornish League at step seven, which will include current Peninsula League clubs, uh, will be uh, Simbins. Mm. And they have no option, do they? They, they, have to, um, they have to be part of this... Yeah, my, yeah, at the moment there's been a trial where certain leagues have volunteered to be part of the trial, whereas my understanding for next season is, is that the referees who technically belong to the county FAs, and again, I think the fact that it's step seven and below makes that clear that those referees are appointed to county FA games, games under the county FA's control, whereas the further you go up the pyramid, it's more... Um, under the league's control because the leagues have marking systems for promotion um, th those referees will be instructed that they have to do the Sinbin procedure and report players under that procedure as opposed to the current procedure of, of giving them a yellow card or a red card or whatever mm. and, and just to confirm it is still just purely for dissent isn't it? Yes, dissent by word or action uh, <laughs> is, is the... Uh, is the thing, yeah. Right, okay. Um, to, sorry, that just made me giggle. The, the, or action, I can imagine some players. <laughs> yes, there can be. Um, <laughs> yeah, there can be That's... some, uh, and, and of course, that. Yes, you could argue that sort of kicking the ball away might be dissent. I don't know. Yes. I'd say that's time wasting. But yeah, there, there are certain things that are actions. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and as far as the fining goes, at the moment, uh, a player would get a yellow card. And what's the f what's the fine now for a yellow card? Ten for a yellow, 15 for a red is the admin charge. Um, for a yellow, there is no fine. It is just the admin charge. And then uh, for red, there's a fine depending on what you were actually sent off for. Right. But with the sim bin, obviously, you don't pay the fine. You just get your you 10 minutes. You don't pay the fine for the thing. But the interesting thing there is, is <coughs> I understand that the, the trial ones where these uh, certain leagues have been running will be slightly amended. And, and uh, of course, you can have a situation where you're booked for... Um, you know, a foul or, or something like that uh, and then your second booking which would normally have resulted in the sending off is dissent uh, well you, you still get the, the, the £10 fine for the, the foul booking mm. but you don't get the £10 for the dissent booking mm. okay. Can you see uh, the Simbin going all the way up through the football levels in years to come? Well, the FA say they would like to introduce it um, and some leagues um, seem to be keen on it. I'm, I'm perhaps a bit old-fashioned. I'm not overly keen, but on the other hand, if it, if it works, if it can be proved to reduce dissent, then why not? Mm. But uh, you do hear other stories, don't you? Perhaps a referee, instead of booking a player for dissent, books him for unsporting behaviour. Mm. Um, so, mm. I, 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 having not been involved in the trial, I, I, you know, I've only heard bits and pieces mm. of those that have as well. Okay. Much else happening behind the scenes uh, since we last spoke? Yeah, well, I can give you a little bit of uh, restructure news, oh, as I oh, promised you last yes, week. Yes. A little bit. I, I can't say it's, <laughs> it's earth-shatteringly good um, big news, but I can give you a little bit of news. Um, the FA meeting met the Devon and Cornwall FA yesterday in, in London, uh, and I think from the communication I received yesterday afternoon from the FA, that as far as the, the Step 7 is concerned, that's, they consider that to be a goer. Uh, that there's plenty of expressions of interest and that now I think that the two counties uh, have been asked to sort of go away and grand grade and confirm that those clubs that have expressed their interests are willing and able 
uh, to step up. So that's their process. Um, and as far as step six is concerned, again, the applications are healthy enough or expressions of interest are healthy enough. Uh, and there's a meeting arranged for February the 6th uh, where we'll look more closely at uh, how we, we sort of move forward in terms of who gets in and who doesn't get in sort of thing. Right. I was talking to a, uh, an official of the Cornwall FA um, last Saturday and um, obviously we touched on restructuring and uh, yeah. I asked him what his thoughts were about, you know, can a club that's applying for a step seven, the Cornwall League, um, can they actually have up until the very last minute to decide not to go into it? And he was mm. of the opinion, well, that's going to be very awkward if that happens. We need to I, perhaps I think, put some sort of time. Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I'm reading a bit between the lines because I, I was communicated with by the FA sort of just after their meeting yesterday to keep me abreast of what was being decided. Uh, and I would certainly say the bit where in, in the communication I've received where it says uh, that the county FAs have now got to go, sort of go away and, and contact those clubs with a grade, ground grading questionnaire and to confirm their interest, mm-hmm. I would suggest that probably means that uh, that club will be given a time scale, or each club will be given a time scale to, to return the form and say that they're interested. Yeah, yeah, sorry, not, not what they're interested in, they are actually applying. Yeah, because that would be... The- yeah, that'd be a disaster, wouldn't it? If everyone's showing interest, but come the come the day, there's only two teams that uh, well, yes, commit yes, themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as step six is concerned, I, I would say that my understanding of, of the clubs that have expressed an interest is is that there are. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of firm news here. I think uh, 46 clubs of what you would call a senior status, 46 mm-hmm. clubs that wouldn't shock you as to having had applied, um, of which um, 34 currently have floodlights uh, and the remaining 12 are either clubs with planning permission for lights or clubs that we know because of this process have put in planning permission for lights. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, I'm quite pleased with that number. It's it's slightly more than we need, but it's not so many more that I don't need to have a uh, a huge cull. Mm. Um, and of course, where a club has applied for planning permission for lights, that needs to be granted before we can firmly put them as that, one of the forty. So it may be that that forty-six in itself whittles itself down a little bit anyway. Yeah, and that date for the planning permission to be granted. Uh, March the thirty-first. Yeah. Although I do understand from the FA that if on that date, the local council have a planning meeting date in April. The FA may wait to them, but, <laughs> but I think the, the clubs need to prove that yeah. what the, when the local council is actually going to say yay or nay to the planning application. Okay. And was there any club that actually forgot to send in their expression of interest for the Step 6? Um, not for Step 6, although <laughs> I won't embarrass the club. No, 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 but, I'm not expecting you to but, name anyone. But uh... um, A club on January the 2nd, and I bear in mind that all the deadlines for applications under the old system was the 31st of December, and the expressions of interest for the FA was the 31st of December, and that both Devon and Cornwall FA have had sort of road shows and all this publicity. Yeah. I did receive a very interesting email on January the 2nd from a club uh, asking for people promoted to South West Peninsula League Division 1. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, there's always one, isn't there? Yes, yes. Okay. Um, 
Let's let's move on. So um, so more to come on that front, obviously, as yeah. as the weeks go by. Uh, first of the League Cup games next week on Wednesday, and it's a, a tasty one. St. Austin against Falmouth. Yeah, the last two years' winners. St. Austin won it 2017. Falmouth won it last season. Um, yeah, um, I attend coming down on on that one, and I've even managed to persuade uh, uh, the cup sponsor and league chairman Mr Ware Steve Ware yeah. uh, that, that he wants to, to venture down and watch uh, watch the first of the quarterfinals as well yeah right it's certainly one not to be missed I would say yeah. so. yes I think that will be a, a good game and uh, Saturday where are, you, where are you fancying this Saturday funny enough I might be watching St Austell as well they are uh, up my end at Exmouth Town so oh, Exmouth yes. versus St Austell is the, the one that sticks out for me Yes, I've seen Austin go into ruin Exmouth's title chances. Yeah, because again, you, know, you say Exmouth are certainly there or thereabouts, um, but St Austin will no doubt provide them with a sort of stern test. Mm, OK. Right. Thank you very much for that, Phil, and uh, we'll talk again next uh, next week. Your Cornish Right, thanks to Phil for that. Um, Sinbin's Rappo, good or bad? Yeah, I'm, I'm all for them, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I no, I think it's a good idea, Dave. I, you know, anything to save a player a few quid, really. I mean, you know, I thought, what's it now? Yellow cards, mate, a tanner of time, and mm. I think a red's 15 quid, isn't it, before yeah. you start? I think, mate, I think Phil mentioned that, didn't he? Yeah. It, that's just the admin charge, isn't it? So, yeah, before you even get Depending a fine. Depending on so, what you get sent off for, yeah, that's right. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mate. But I think, I think, to be honest, Dave, if, you know, some games you can see him, you know, if a few decisions, you know, you can see him sort of boiling up, can't you? And if it, if a couple of players can go to Simbin and cool off for 10 minutes, mate, I, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing, really, mate. As you said, it's, yeah. you know, the way forward, perhaps. It's going to come yeah, in yeah. no matter what. I think that yeah. I think the FAA had already decided it was going to happen even after, even before they actually finished the trial period. So I'm not too surprised about uh, hearing about that. So yeah, just consistency, I think, Dave, isn't it really? Yeah, officials. Yeah, that's you know, just... someone might overuse it and someone don't use it at all. You know, I think it's just a little bit of consistency, mate. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well. There was one midweek uh, South West Peninsula Premier Division game played. It finished Bobbin 2, Elberton Villa 2. And uh, so this was a good opportunity to hear straight after the match from Bobbin's manager, Darren Gilbert. And so what were his thoughts on the game? Well, on our behalf, not very good. Didn't pass the ball well tonight. Whether that's because we didn't play this weekend, I don't know. But we, even our best players, Joycey, Gilby, just just give the ball away for fun and it's not like us so they they came and they pressed and they pressed us all over the park which I knew it would be a tough game that's what I said to me before the game no game's easy in this league no more so you can't just go and pick up you know somebody said to me today oh your next two games you could be looking at six points I said well it ain't as easy as people think it is in this league no more do you know what I mean everybody's got to fight for everything and Elberton got a young good side and they work they work their socks off and they got their just rewards to be fair and also you know Bobman these days haven't got the sort of um, the, the thing about them that they had a, a few years ago where people came down here expecting to lose almost didn't they of course yeah and that's been that's been this season really it's um, players attitudes getting people at the club you know and you think with what we've won and what we've achieved that'd be quite easy to attract players but it's not the case no more um, some players would rather go shopping on a Saturday with their wives than play football 
And to be fair, I found this season probably the hardest season I've found it because it's just, you know, you're trying to get trying to improve the squad the whole time. And you've seen tonight the, the qualities wasn't there. We have got it. We've got, got a lot of good youngsters, Harry Clark, Gilby, um, Tiago, you know, we have and Tom Harris and Sam Ryan, they've all got the qualities. But tonight it was whether we had training last Friday because obviously we didn't have a game and half of them turned up and that's what I said to him there if you're going to be a squad and you've got to be a team you want to win things you've got to be together and just over the past few weeks and I think probably most managers are finding they're getting seven and eight and nines at trainings mm. it's unacceptable and uh, if you want to go on and win things you've got to have everybody at training so you must surely ask yourself these days why am I doing this every day Dave I ask myself these questions what am I doing here on a wet cold <laughs> Wednesday night when I can be home with my family and spending time with my family but you know I'm not a quitter and um, you know at the end of the day I'm here and uh, you know we'll, we'll improve because that, that's not good enough um, trouble is I look at this season we've been hit with loads of injuries and that's no no excuses for some of our results do you know what I mean um, we've had no centre out for it you've just seen Jake come back for the first time for six weeks um, you know, before that, we've lost Tom Moody and Glynn from suspensions that they shouldn't have been suspended. Do you know what I mean? And it's killed us really because we've got no other options. We've got Bouts, we obviously lost Danny O'Hagan. Um, so we've got one, one striker at the club at the moment. So it, it, it's difficult. Um, but all I can say is hopefully we can improve from Saturday onwards. We get Tom, Glynn, and everybody back. And uh, hopefully we can improve the squad and push on and have a good end of the season. Yeah, I was going to say, to, to end on a positive, I mean, you're 1-0 down, you're 2-1 down, so you've got to think, well, we've got something going for us. Yeah, you know, we showed a bit of character, um, which is nice, but it's it's the the way we conceded the goals, the second goal. You know, we, we've pressed them for 15 minutes, like they did to us in the first half. We've got our just rewards, we've got a goal. Thought we deserved it out, you know, because we played well in patches. Mm-hmm. We've got the goal, we've got back in the game, and then it's, you know, we, we've not squeezed up the park, we've let them have a free ball out, they've won an header, which has gotten behind us, we've not covered it, and there's one ball across the box, and our, my, my full-back's been beat by a centre forward that's run 10 yards behind him. Mm. That's not acceptable, that's, that's, that's schoolboy defending, and you can't have that. So, you know, we were unfortunate, because little Tom Harris would have played today, but he played 75 minutes for the college today, so we've had that to put up with, and he would have played left-back, mm. and he's been outstanding for us all year. So we're just having the bones you know I'm picking the bones out of it because I'm frustrated because you know we needed three points tonight um, but I take a positive you know we've just got Ashley back we've got Glenn and Tom coming back now we've got little Tom Harris back you know after he's played his little college game and it's, it's just frustrating me because we can't play a full time we haven't played the same 11 all year I don't think alright and Millbrook Saturday so I mean Hobbsy wasn't here tonight, suspended. Is he back for that yep. game? Or? Tom, Moody, Glenn both back for Saturday. Ashley, we can be looking at giving him some more minutes You're going to have a selection problem. Which makes a change, Dave. <laughs> that would be the probably, I can safely say that would probably be the first time all year. I mean, you look on the bench tonight, we've got, we've got uh, two centre-halves and you know, we've got no striking options. Do you know what I mean? You, you need to be looking at putting a striker on to change the game. Um, as it was, we woke up with 15 minutes ago, we put him under a bit of pressure, but then we've got two free kicks, like I'm saying, on the edge of the box, on a wet, greasy pitch. We're trying to pick top corner, just drive it towards goal, Nasty. keeper can slip it, yeah. and it, that's the decision-making that we've got wrong this year. Yeah. You know, young Gilby's a good free kick taker, but you know what I'm saying, you've got to use your head, it's a wet pitch, drive it along the ground, if the keeper slips and it goes underneath him or he rebounds as a tap-in for the striker, and they've both gone over the crossbar, so we've got no second chance to 
you know, see if we can get that winner. Do you know what I mean? And then, no, it's just frustrating. And then, you know, they could have won it. Um, they they got to feel agreed that they haven't picked that's up three points. That's a great save by Corey, Corey has kept us in it. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I mean. They, they, they got to feel that they've gone away from there and they've come down here and they could have won it 3-2. So it's, it's frustrating, but, you know, when we get everybody back, and I've been saying that for a long, long time now, for five, six weeks, you know, when we get everybody back. I mean, we beat Tavio and we were 7-2 when we had a full side and we looked a unit. Do you know what I mean? But since then, again, we've lost... Kai Fisher, then we've lost Ashi, both centre halves have been out injured, do you know what I mean? And they, and they make a massive difference. It must be even more frustrating when you actually look at the league table and you're not in a bad position, really, are you? Even though you're, you're struggling for a bobbing yeah, setup. For a bobbing setup, I mean, all I can say is I'm just hoping over the next couple of weeks we get everybody back um, and then hopefully we'll be hard to beat. Once we get Ashi fit, back in that back four, back there, or back three, or whatever we're playing. You know, Thiago's just joined the club, so he's taking a little bit of time to settle in, which I thought he had a good game tonight. Um, but they they just doubled up. Do you know what I mean? They were very sensible in what they did. They doubled up. They knew about Ben Steer. They doubled up on him. So it's they, they boxed clever tonight, and they they played to their strengths, and we didn't play to our strengths, and, and we, we let them get Well, they let us get away with a draw tonight because I think um, we got away with one tonight. Your Cornish So there we are, wrap up, Gilby. Um... Must be tough for him, mustn't it? All those, uh, all those successes, and now he's, uh, well, I wouldn't say slight, quite mid-table, but he's very close to mid-table. Uh, yeah, mate. I mean, really tough for someone like Gilby, mate. He must be pulling his hair out, really. He's, he's old school, Dave, isn't he? Hasn't I mean, got I'm... any. <laughs> nah. <laughs> But, uh, I played against Gilby loads, mate, and, you know, in, in, back in the day, mate, obviously, you know, played with him, you know, in the League 11 and stuff, and, I mean, players going shopping and things like that, mate, would absolutely infuriate Gilby, because, you know, there's, you know, there was not a bigger winner that played the game, I mean, you know, you know, Gilby, baby, tackle his granny, wouldn't he, to win three points, you know, <laughs> back yeah. in the day, mate, there's not a bigger winner than him, mate, but, yeah, it must really, really, you know, <laughs> great with him. You know, some of the excuses that we, you, the young lad these days. Do you remember that game up at Saltash that um, yeah. I was covering for BBC Radio Cornwall and you were there with me? And, yeah. Uh, we said about getting someone to interview after the game. It was after, uh, who's it got sent off? Harry Richardson? No. No, mate, I think it was Lee Fox, mate, wasn't Lee it? Fox. Gilby and was Lee it Fox. Got sent off? And, yeah. And Gilby got sent off, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, um, and you suggested I interview Gilby, and I was too frightened to go and ask him, so you did. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> I know Gilby, mate, you know, he's, he's, you know, old mate from the old uh, old days, mate. And, uh, you know, I know he, when he goes over that white line, Dave, there's not a bigger winner, you know. He's, but off, off the field, mate, you know, great bloke, you know. Yeah. I knew he probably would have calmed down by then, I think. The door took a bit of a pasting, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> on the way into the, on, when he went up the steps at Kimberley, right? I think the door took a couple of blows, but but I think Gilby had calmed down by the final whistle. Right? But yeah, well, but, wasn't know. wasn't uh, one of the doors? Didn't the foot come through it? But I I can't remember which which one it was now. But uh... yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. I think that was Lee Fox, mate. I think <laughs> I think Gilby punched it, punched the own dressing room, and Foxy put his foot through the away one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> couple of uh, couple of more lads there, mate. Right? Yeah. And the good thing was that Gilby did come in and do the interview, which uh, shows what a yeah. what a good man he is. So uh... yeah, exactly, mate. Typical Gilby, mate. Yeah. He'll, he'll turn it around, mate. I mean, it's like you said last night, mate. You know, you've had players like Ashley and 
and Oboe out and all, mate, you know, get them. But, I mean, Bodmin's still a big scout for teams, Dave, isn't it? So, mm. you know, the, like you said, there's no easy games for Bodmin, mate, is there? No, that's right. OK, so uh, still got Gary Williams from Tor Point and Port Evans' Alan Carey to come. But uh, let's talk predictions. <laughs> my my yeah. favourite part of the programme. <laughs> to be honest, mate, in, in our defence, mate, we were we were pretty unlucky actually, mate. It, it's still it's still one all, mate. We we didn't <laughs> we didn't get any right out of the six games last week, but but we were pretty close, mate. I mean, you, I think three milestone reserves for Yale, mate. You said four 0 and it was four one. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, the Lanivit v. Alterna, mate. I, I went for 3 1 and it was 3 2. Oh, yeah, so, I got that one completely wrong, didn't I? Yeah, mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway what have we got this week? We've got um, Southwest Peninsula League Premier Division, Exmouth versus mm-hmm. St. Austell. Yeah, there's a cracker, Dave, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a bit of a tough one, mate, isn't it? Because, I don't know, mate, Exmouth don't concede a lot of goals, mate, do they? But. You know, hopefully if, you know, Liam and Goldie are back for Sinusta there, they will trouble them a bit, mate. You know, they... I don't think I'll Goldie's going to be back um, from not. what he was saying last week after the game, ligament problem, but um, but uh, yeah. Liam Eddy should be able to make it. Uh, yeah, as you said, there's, there's not a lot to choose between these two sides. I, I'm yeah. just edging towards uh, Exmouth because of the, the home advantage, to be honest. 2-0. Yeah. 2 0, mate, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've gone 2 1, actually, Dave. I think it's an all sort of score. But I feel like you say, mate, it's a, it's a massive old pitch and they, they play it well, don't they, out there? Mm. So, That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cornwall Combination Leagues, just versus St Agnes. Now, what, what's the um, common factor in these two sides? Mate, you've got the two longest serving managers in the league, Dave, haven't you? you got it. Spot on. Spot yeah, on. unbelievable, mate. What, 21 or 22 seasons, mate? Kimo and Something Steve like Kuna. Yeah, that's right. Brilliant. Must be mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so just lots of defeats uh, at the moment. Yeah. Um, they're on a bit of a disastrous run, aren't they? They are, mate, yeah. It's not like, you know, I think we were talking about it last week, mate. You know, the Froda Park and all day, you know, over the years, it's been a real, um, you know, <laughs> It's quite a scary place to go, isn't it? And then you've got the lovely shower after, you know, get the get the old electric shock after before you go in. <laughs> it's, um, but it doesn't seem to be that, you know, not many teams have the old fear factor down there anymore, do they? You know, it's... Ten league games since the, since the victory. What, for St. Just, mate? Yeah. Oh, God. Just added that one. Um, yeah. Eight, mate? No, eight? Ten, ten. Well, oh, according God. to... Uh, uh, Cornish Teddy Boys website. I'm looking at the yeah, form guy. Yeah, Cornish Teddy. You know, he's he's the man, mate. Isn't it? World combo football's concerned. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. so, so what do you reckon? Uh, just against St Agnes. I'm going for an away win. Two one to St Agnes. Two one, mate. I, I think there'll be goals, mate, in this run. So I think the strikers might be better than the defenders. So, because <laughs> so just got Ashley Ellis and Jack Willis, mate. Two. Pretty lively strikers and Ed Wilton that's an Agnes family, so I think there'll be goals. I'm going to go three all day. Three all? Three all, yeah. Right, okay. Right. East Cornwall Premier League, uh, sponsored by the Mortgage Advice Bureau. Um, Premier Division game, this one Plimstock versus Paul Parrow. Yeah, I like Paul Parrow, mate. You know, um, 
we, we spoke to Matt to me the other week mm. and um, yeah, it seemed like a really good well-run club mate some good strikers there as well Plimstock mid-table tough old place to go mate that pitch up there isn't it but I think Paul Power win I'm going to go 4-1 mate away win yeah, I tend to agree with you on this one, um, but I'm going with a 3-1 win, so Paul uh, Perrow to win. Yeah. OK, mate. Okie So, Dutchy League, um, Premier Division, lost Riddle, bottom, against Boscastle, about four positions higher. In fact, I'm surprised to see lost Riddle in that position. They do well in the Junior Cup, aren't they? So, um, yeah, so, I can say that, mate. Yeah, so... That They've only played seven games so day, haven't they? True, yeah. They're on a cup run. So yeah, yes, certainly. Fixture, fixture congestion at uh, Lost With You. Yeah, pile up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what, uh, what have we been thinking? Uh, Lost With You bottom, but as you say, they haven't played too many games. Boss Castle, um, obviously unfortunate for the player last week who... Uh, got injured and the game was abandoned at Tor Point. Yeah. They've got the better form guide. So, lost with a struggling recent form. Boss Castle, phew, not too much better themselves, to be honest. So, this could be a cracker. I'm going to go for 2-2. Two, two. The old Desmond, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it, this week, <laughs> yeah. um, Mate, I'm going to go... Billy Davis, mate, and Ian Gold for Los Royals, still yeah. doing the business, mate. Clean sheet in the junior cut last week. 51 years young, mate, still throwing himself around. <laughs> I reckon he'll only let one in this week. Now, I'm going to go Los Royals 2-1. All right. A home win. Right, OK. Yeah, you save from Billy. Right. And final one for today, uh, Trelawney Division 2, Frogpool. This is uh, this is top two clash, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Frogpool versus Four Lanes. Uh, what do you think yeah. on that one? Too good to... Hey, mate, talking of managers and all, mate, I think we should mention Nick Malibor here, mate, for a long service, because Nick's stood down in the summer from Frogpool after 25 years, mate, I think. Yes, that's true. 25 years, yeah. Unbelievable, isn't it? Him, him and Michelle, mate, his wife Michelle, you know, they, they were Frogpool, you know. So, um, yeah, I hope he's enjoying the rest. But I think the good thing is that they are still on the committee there. I think I, I think I'm right in saying that. So they haven't yeah. walked away completely from the club. So that's good. What's your thoughts? Um, I don't know, mate. They've got a couple of good squads. It's football, mate. They they've been going so well. I mean, in the summer, mate. I don't know if you remember the the second team become the first team, and the first team become the second team. You know, when Nick left. Oh yes, I did read yeah. something about that. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and they're, they're doing a really good job, mate. I mean, I think they've got two promotions in a row and they're, they're going well again. So, it's my old club, mate. My old club, Frogpool. So, I'm going to go 3-1 Frogpool, mate. Right, OK. Well, um, four lanes. What, what, what have they been up to? They're on a great run. Lots of yeah. wins. Um, Frogpool pretty much uh, uh, keeping up with them. Of course, they've got they're still in the junior cup as well, I think, aren't they? Frogpool. So yeah, yeah they're in, they're doing the draw. So, so um, four lanes top at the moment, three points ahead of Frogpool. I'm going to go with Frogpool to win though, three two. Three two, yeah, be a good game that one, mate. Yeah, a good game that. 
I had an yeah. awful trouble finding the ground one time when I went out there for a pool. Couldn't quite, yeah, yeah. Couldn't quite find it driving around for ages. Nah, if, if it's the first time you, you go into it, Dave, it is a bit like that, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I signed for him, Dave, I think I got lost the first three games, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving on then. That's, uh, that's predictions for this week and uh, let's see if we can improve on our on our one-all after, one what, all six weeks? Um, so yeah, mate, this is episode seven, isn't it? So. Episode seven, so there we go. Right, yeah. so in those those previous episodes, we've spoken to Soldash, we've spoken to Millbrook, so I guess it only makes sense that uh, it's the turn of Tor Point uh, up there on the uh, River Tamar. Gary Williams, the assistant manager at the Mill, here's what he's got to say about the season so far. Uh, a little bit up and down. Uh, we had a really good pre-season Started the season well up at Ivy Bridge with a 2 0 win, which is always a tough place to go. Um, but then had a, a run of fixtures really that were quite tough on paper. And although we lost the games, we kind of sat down after those and said, Look, you know, we've lost against the likes of Argyle, Falmouth, Tavistock, Snorstall, and Exmouth. Let's look at the bigger picture. They're going to be sides there are at the top end of the table. Um, so it certainly wasn't panic stations. And we then looked at the fixtures and said, you know, there's a run of games coming up where we feel we can get some points. And, and we did that. We went, I think, nine games unbeaten, one five on the bounce and obviously got ourselves at that table. Because, I mean, for a club like Tour Point, I mean, over the last, well, pretty much since the Peninsula was formed, um, you've been, you know, the, one of those clubs in the middle of the table. I mean, what are the expectations at the start of the season for you guys? Um, for us this season, it's, it's obviously been a little bit of a transition. Self and Dean came in in sort of November last year, and or the year before, sorry. And we finished 11th last year, and obviously for us this year, it was a case of can we finish higher than that and really building towards next season where we'd, we'd like to have a little bit more of a go at it, depending on obviously which league we find ourselves in and, and certain circumstances that may be beyond our control a little bit. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, isn't it? Because uh, you're one of those clubs in the middle of the sort of Devon-Cornwall setup. No matter where you go, you're going to have to travel a little bit, aren't you? That's right. Um, but I think that comes with the territory. The players at this level are used to doing that. So whether we're travelling down to Cornwall or travelling up to Devon, it's it's pretty much the same for us. Are you a Plymouth boy or are you Tall Point? Um, I live in Plymouth, right. um, originally from Callington. So, ah, right. yeah, I'm not too bothered either way, really. Right. So presumably you'd prefer to come to Cornwall every Saturday, wouldn't you, rather than Devon? Well, that's a nice part of the world, Dave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so Tall Point, as I said, mid-table. Unfortunately, you're out of the Cups. Um, you're not looking really as if you're going to go too much further at the table. You're not looking either. You're going to go too much further down the table. So how do you get the guys up every Saturday? Um, we've just kind of set our own little little challenges and said, you know, looking at the league table, here's where we think we can potentially finish, set a little targets within our own dressing room. Um, and certainly we'd like to finish higher than where we are at the moment. That would be an improvement on last season. Um, you know, and then, like I say, we're kind of building towards next season now and, and hopefully next season we can strengthen a little bit more and, and have a little bit more of a go at it if possible. As uh, Millbrook stepping up into the Premier Division sort of caused Tor Point many problems or not? Um, not really. Um, they've done brilliantly well, to be honest. They've got a good squad of players there, all local lads, and it was nice on Boxing Day to have that derby back again. It was a big mm. crowd down at the mill, and it was a really good occasion. And, and they've done fantastically well, and they're quite similar to us in the table at the moment, so it'll be interesting to see who manages to finish higher in the end. And your assistant at Tor Point, um, as you mentioned just now, you, you were with Dean at uh, Callington. Uh, 
you two sort of work well together, I, I take it? Yeah, I've known Dean since since I was a lad, really. We played together at Tallpoint when we were younger um, in a Devon Junior Minor League. So we've known each other for many years. Um, Dean had obviously then gone into management with uh, the hugely successful Tallpoint East Cornwall side mm. um, and then took a step up to the South Western League a couple of seasons ago. And yeah, when he asked me to get involved with him, it was a, it was a no-brainer, really. And uh, would you ever want to step up to be manager yourself or not? Uh, it's not something I've ruled out. Um, with other commitments at the moment in the last few years, it's not been something I've been able to maybe give the time to. Um, I'm also um, an academy coach up at Argyle, so that takes up quite a bit of my time. Right. So, yeah, time permitting, perhaps in the future that might happen. Lancing away on Saturday. Now, you know, I don't want to put the mockers on you, but this is a game that you should be looking to win, shouldn't it? Um on paper, yes, but we know that's always that's always a tough place to go. I know Launceston have been struggling a little bit this season. Um, we've got a few players now that are, are former Launceston players, so it should be a, it should be an interesting game. Interesting. Full squad available? Um, as far as I know, yeah. Um, no injuries at the moment. Um, so in terms of availability, I think we should be quite strong. And final question, I mean, uh, this time of the season, there's no midweek games really for many clubs. Um, how many did you get turning up for training? Is it a good session? Where did you, you do it? Uh, we train at Plimstock, which is where I work, um, on the 3G pitch there. Yeah, we train with the first and second team together. Uh, we generally get quite good numbers. And it's nice, actually, once you get through all the midweek programme where you're playing sort of every midweek, you know, to have those sort of three or four months where you can actually get the boys together and do some work and actually get on the training field and do some stuff, which is going to benefit us on a Saturday, hopefully. Yeah, because that must be frustrating during the the early part of the season, and especially at the end, when when it is literally turn up for a game, you don't get much time, I guess, for sort of talking tactics and set pieces and all that sort of thing. So, so this is where your sort of role comes in, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you say, when when you're playing games, sort of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, whatever it is, um, it's very difficult to for me work on too much stuff. It's kind of like. 100 mile an hour and it's one game in and on to the next one um, so now yeah a little bit more time to, to have a look at certain things that we think we need to improve on um, and just getting the lads together and that, that bonding I think is really important at this level as well and who's going to win the league? oh that's a tough question Dave <laughs> um, I think looking at the teams we've played I, I personally think it'd be between Tavistock and Exmouth yeah. um, but there's a long way to go yet so it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting one this year and I think that's good for, for local football your Cornish, 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 I think he's always going to be a manager, wasn't he, with his jeans, you know, Uncle <laughs> Phil and his dad, Ricky. Mate. Yeah. I think Dean was always going to be a manager, wasn't he? But, but yeah, like you say, Dave, yeah, lovely place. And they've improved the facilities a little bit now as well, haven't they? Yeah, I don't know when you last went up there, but uh, they've. Uh, I think they've pretty pretty much finished the stand on the opposite side from the old stand. Um, so mm-hmm. lots of alterations and improvements uh, thanks to... Um, uh, financial help and grants and funds and all that sort of stuff. So well yeah. done to a point. Well done, Gary Williams, yeah. for coming on. And um, let's uh, finish with um, the Southwest Peninsula League Division One West has got a top two clash coming together on Saturday. 
So it's only right that I thought I'd better, better catch up with Port's manager, Alan Kerry, and suggested this was going to be a big game at Gala Park. Yeah. Yeah, big game. <laughs> I thought big that was game. all you were going to say for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a big game, and it? it is. It's, um, although I don't think the league title will be decided there, but um, it is a big game. It's a game you obviously want to be involved in, but um, yeah. Interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, interesting you say it's, it's not going to be decided. Well, no, of course it's not going to be decided because there's still lots of games. But um, the fact, I don't know, what, Port 11, two games uh, uh, more played and only two points ahead is obviously one would, uh, the neutral would look at it and think, well, Port 11's got to win it more than Liscard have got to win it. Well, yeah, I suppose you'd look at it like that. But that's, that's if everybody's going to win every game from now to the end of the season. Um, which I don't think that's going to happen. I think there'll be more points dropped yet. Um, But, I mean, from our point of view, yes, it's a game that that we want to win, but uh, I'll say the same as what I say in every game, really. You've got to take take each game as they come. And, um, yeah, although we want to win it, if we didn't win it, as long as we get something out of the game, uh, we'll, we'll go on. And I think there'll be more points dropped yet. So when you say get something out of the game, then what do you mean by that? What? 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 I don't think. Yeah, I think we mustn't lose. You're right. We must not lose the game. Yeah. There's no question about that. I mean, if we lose the game, then then I think the the pendulum would fir- uh, would firmly swing um, in this squad's favour, and we we'd we'd be waiting for people to to do us favours. Yeah. Um. So I I think we've got to get something out of the game. That that that's a must. But um, whether we win. I mean, obviously, if we win, then that puts puts more pressure. The pendulum swings slightly back towards us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a big game. It is a big game, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's a must win game. Yeah. I mean, it was it was tight last season, wasn't it? At the top of the Division One West, and uh, but presumably, looking back, you would say you're in a better position this time round, wouldn't you, than than 12 months ago? Oh, I would, yeah, because we've got more de- we've got more strength and in, in depth in our squad. Um, last year we were plagued with injuries at the wrong time, um, and um, you know we've got more strength and depth this year, so we're we're better we're better uh, prepared for that. I think, um, you know, Liscard also went through a bad run last year. You know, they haven't had a bad run yet. Um, the question will beg is if if we did get a result on Saturday, would could that you know, put them into a bad run. You mm. don't know, do you? It, it's 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 one of them. Are they better prepared this year? Yeah. Um, but I think, as a, as a as a squad, we are. I think we're definitely better prepared than we were last year. You you seem to have been from the outside. It looks as if you've been tinkering with players a, a bit lately. You've obviously, I'm assuming, Tornado Bello has he gone to Barstool permanently, or is or is that just when he's not available, or when Port Eleven haven't got a game, or how's that going to work? Tornado wanted the opportunity to play at that level, and I've always been a, uh, you know, I've, I've never stopped a player from from trying to play at a higher level. Whether or not he's going to be there full time, I really don't know at this moment in time, if I'm honest with you. So um, I, I can't answer that question. Um, I'm hoping um, that he will be available for us throughout the season. Um, whether that's going to be every week or whether it's going to be when they're not playing, I'm not sure yet. But I, I cannot stop the lad from trying to play at a higher level, and I won't do that. No, of course not. And Danny O'Hagan, what, what's the story with him? I mean, he's played what, one or two games with you, and now he's 
been released? Well, um, I'm not going to get drawn on this one too much, David. I'm honest with you. Um, I think it came to an agreement that um, it would probably be best for for the club um, if if Danny moved on. Um, so that's all I'm going to say on that. Right. And uh, still good, though. I mean, I watched you against Waybridge a couple of weeks ago and um, Matt Drummond still seemed to be doing the business. Well, Matt's having an incredible season. Um, you know, he's... he's um, He's as sharp as I've seen him, and um, you know he's fine in the back of the net. And um, yeah, he's he's for us. He's he's a terrific player for us, and um, he's uh, he's having a, a very 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 good season. Um, and um, yeah, he's, he keeps himself really fit. He's 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 in good form, and um, you know while he keeps doing that, you just don't need to look elsewhere, do you? He's really he's really playing well. Yeah, and of course next season doesn't matter to some extent how you get on uh, this season because presumably you're looking forward to the likes of playing Salt Ash, Bobby and Falmouth because of the restructuring anyway, aren't you? Well, yeah, I think the thing people have got to, people have got to uh, realise is that um, it's all very well saying well, you haven't got to do much this year because you're going to get into that next year. But the thing is, you've still got to build your side to play at that level. And there is a difference in that level. So we, we've been trying to build our side that will go in and, and, and hold their own in that level. So it's not just a case of saying, oh, well, you don't need to do this this year, this year because you're going to get automatic promotion. You've got to build the side. And that's what we've been trying to do. We've been trying to build the squad, build the side to go into that level and not, and hopefully not struggle. Um, there is a big step. People don't think there is, but there is a big, big step between the two leagues. Uh, and the well, I suppose the travelling isn't going to be too much different for the likes of Port Eleven, is it? Because you're already going to to Liscard and uh, Bude and whatever, so that that isn't going to be an issue. No, not at all. I, I think the club have looked at that, and then uh, you know the club want to be um, back in the Premier level, um, and they they they've taken all of that on board and I don't think it's going to be that big anyway with the change of this this league structure now I don't think the travelling will be that bad Just final question I, I've, I've obviously as always it's uh, good to speak to you I've also got Darren Gilbert on this uh, podcast programme so what keeps you guys going I mean not being rude or anything but you've been in the game quite a while now Alan haven't you so so what what makes you, what spurs you on every Saturday? <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I ask myself that question some Saturdays. I must be honest. I do. That's what um, Gilby said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I well, I suppose when football's been a huge part of your life for, for so many years, uh, you know, since I was sort of twelve, Saturdays football. Apart from the uh, apart from the summer break, and um, you know, I've I've had my occasions when I've had to come away from it through various reasons and um, I always get drawn back into it because I miss it so much I'm, I'm I suppose I'm, I'm I'm a football nut I suppose I, I mean I love football um, it to me it's the greatest game in the world uh, I love non-league football probably more than I like premiership football if I'm honest with you mm. um, so yeah it's it's I think that's the thing for me. It's 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 just the the, the buzz of the uh, of the Saturday feeling, and I think when I don't have that, that's when I'll 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 stop. When when that buzz is gone, then I then I'll walk away from it. Your Cornish, 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 Cornish. Cornish.
that was Alan Carey. So, what are your thoughts, uh, Rapper, on this uh, this game Saturday? Port 11 against Liscard, top two clash. Yeah, it's a beauty, Dave, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Alan and Kev have been around years, so, you know, he's so experienced. Right? But uh, they'll have to stop James uh, James Lorenz, mate, won't they? He's, he's on fire, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Well, he's, he scored eight, I think, didn't he, last Saturday in the win over yeah. Ledgeford? So, uh, yeah. So that was good going. Oh, so. no, no, no. Do you remember, Dave, a couple of years ago, mate, we watched the County Youth trial at Camelford and um, he played up there, mate, and we both, he, he went past four or five players and we both looked at each other and, and we said, that there's a player there, like, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you remember that game, mate. Yeah. I think it was a friendly, wasn't it? So, County Youth, I think Reg against Reg's Camelford, wasn't it, end of the season, friendly. Yeah, so I remember the game and I remember thinking, I, I mean, I'm still convinced that actually if James had been in that Cornwall side, well, your boy Jack was in the squad as well, wasn't he? If, yeah. if James had been in that squad uh, for that uh, FA County Youth Cup final against Middlesex up at Barnet, I'm yeah. convinced we would have won it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all, Dave. He, he might have just because it was a tight. In the end, Dave, you know, we we were sort of getting on top of that game, weren't we? The yeah. longer it went on, yeah. And like you say, someone like James might have just made that little bit of difference the way he runs at people and. You know, can finish, mate. In East, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it's a bigger that, Dave. Okay. Shame. Well, before we uh, before we leave, here's the Junior Cup quarterfinal draw for you. Been drawn this afternoon by the County FA. Frogpool against Polperro. Lost with you against Maisel. Alugan versus Gwinnier Churchtown, and St Morgan versus Foxhall. So, uh, what have we got there? We've got two. Uh, yeah, we got two Trelawney versus Duchy. And then one all Trelawney and one all Dutchy games. So um, yeah. fairly open this season, I think, as to which league actually ends up being in the final. It's been a bit of a Dutchy domination for the last couple of years, isn't it? So uh, yeah, yeah. I'd like, like to see a Trelawney team in the final, mate. I still, I still think Foxall will win it, Dave. But you know, I would like to see a Trelawney side getting getting the final. Yeah, perhaps we'll touch on that a bit more next week. So. Uh, yeah. That's it, Rapper. Another week gone, just like that. We're out of time. Yes, mate. The old Gary Lineker, mate. Yeah, it's gone quick, mate, isn't it? The time flies when you're having fun, Dave. Yeah. No, you're working uh, 12-hour night shifts for the next uh, almost two weeks. So you're going to be able to get a game Saturday or not? Yeah, I'm going to try. Definitely, Dave. You know, I need the old fresh air, mate. I'm hoping to cut. You know, nice to get out. And uh, I was thinking about it. I mean, the weather forecast this weekend, they've been the best, is it? Cold and wet, isn't it, I think? But, but um, I was, you know, best luck to Oops and, and Yenzi and all, mate, Jamie, you know, we're Dennis and that, mate, all the all the lads and all the boys for the county youth came, mate, against Wiltshire. I think, I think you're going to that one, mate, ain't you? Yeah, that's the game for me this, this week, following uh, Cornwall's uh, under-18s. Yeah, good luck, mate, to Oops and that, mate. I, I don't know, mate. I think it might be sitting in the core weather this weekend. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so the old me starts playing that, mate, if I'm standing out in the cold. So I, I quite like listening to, you know, the football on the radio, mate, you know, talk sport, radio Cornwall, mate, sitting in the car with me flat. So um, having um, said that, mate, either St. Dennis versus Dogwells, or I might, mate, have a look at Sticker of the Foxhole, mate, in the... Dutchy Premier, mate. Yeah. Nice little bloke from Derby. Yeah. Quite like sticker for sitting in the car, mate, and watching a game. Well, you ought to go so, along and, and get an interview off one of the Foxhall managers for our podcast that, next really, Saturday. So, uh, so see if I can grab wet or something, mate. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. anyway, 
we've got to go. It's uh, time up. Yeah. The whist- final whistle's been blown. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, don't forget, everyone who, who's listening, that you can uh, uh, subscribe so you get the podcast um, sent to you every week uh, on whatever podcast platform you uh, listen to it, whether it's iTunes, Anchor, um, all the others that I send out uh, on the Twitter Twitter sort of um, feed. So uh, listen and, and uh, let us know what you think. Cheers, Dave. Have a good weekend. Yep, and you. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast.